Blog Talk Radio. Craig, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How about yourself? All right. I, you know, I've been playing that song a lot lately. You know how music, what it means to me, and uh, it only seems appropriate. <laughs> you really have a knack for um, that, picking out appropriate songs for yeah, present day in the world I, uh, of politics. I, I'm an American, and I am afraid of some Americans right now. Um, 
I think we all are. I'm I'm getting I've I've had some amazing conversations this afternoon, people um you know, talking to me on, on Twitter and messaging me. Um you know, there are a lot of scared as hell people um in these wonderful insert sarcasm here United States of America. Um, how are you feeling about our fair country? Like a lot of people, I just keep thinking like we're in this long-standing nightmare, and eventually we're going to wake up from it. But and I have to come to the re- the reality that this is actually happening, and mm-hmm. kind of an overwhelming feeling and yet you feel stuck at the same time and it's difficult to describe it's very surreal you know it's it's as if you know people may think I hate this country and it's quite the opposite I love this country Um, I love what it has been in the past I don't like what it's becoming and what it 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 seems like it's been kind of going this way for some time um because of the right wing and i'm just gonna i'm just putting it out there um people cannot separate church and state and it's ruining our country for starters Um, and you know there is I mean there is a reason we don't have a national religion I mean we we left England because of that Um, like it or not this world is full of beautiful people and they may be different from you you may not understand everything but get to know somebody different from you people are so scared because they 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 hear Donald Trump turning people against the media which I mean some of the mainstream media hell yeah I'm I'm like, what the hell is going on? I mean, even people that I have respected for so long, that list is getting smaller and smaller of mainstream media that I actually pay attention to. Um, You know, Donald Trump, I don't know if you heard, you know, but today he's, he's gone and blocked Washington Post for having access to him. The Washington Post. We're not talking TMZ. We're talking the Washington Post, the newspaper out of Washington, D.C., who I happen to know a couple of their writers, and they're stand-up people. Um, It's just – it's getting crazy, you know, and I I really had this – vision you know that before the election that our country was moving in a positive direction that people were standing up for racism homophobia xenophobia I mean you name it Um, and as a queer American I'm scared to death. And I'm not trying to be all gloom and doom. And this is not the way I thought I would start the day out. Um, But it's, you know, when it came out on Friday that the CIA, that there, I mean, it's out there, proof positive that Russia, Russia, (laughs) 
has basically said, screw you to the Cold War, and, you know, let's open that baby back up. I mean, the Cold War is nothing compared to, 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 to this, I think, that that they have a, that they can actually manipulate an election. Working with some of the strongest Republican leaders, I use leader very, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, very loosely. Uh, very loosely. Um, <laughs> and it's freaking scary. What are your thoughts on, on you know, everything that's happened since Friday with, you know, I, I told people we would be, we would be talking Russia, 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 uh, <laughs> kind of like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha today. And we're also going to be speaking about China, um, as Donald Trump would call it. And, um, I mean, people need to, people need to know what's going on. And we're going to tell you, um, we're not mainstream media. And we tell it like it is. We have done our research. You know, we know what's out there. We speak to people when we can to try to get information even more. And um, I just, I don't know. I mean, tell, you know, tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> Kind of went in a number of directions there. I'll try to remember everything you said. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know. I do think it, I'll... <laughs> it, it was a pre thought process there, but yeah, I took some mental notes. We'll, we'll see if I got to all the talking points. So, well, I, I do. I do think Donald Trump is kind of a microcosm of the mainstream media. He speaks so illy towards this kind of ironic. They're they're all about attention. It doesn't matter what the story is or how preposterous it might be if it garners ratings or attention in Donald Trump's case, then, well, let's, let's talk about it. <clears throat> so I, I think that's kind of funny considering the fact that Trump has gone after the mainstream media as ardent, ardently as he has. I, I do want to back up to what your first talking point where you said you don't like how this co- country is trending and you kind of thought that we we're going in a, a more positive, progressive direction. I don't think we should ignore the fact that on election day, only approximately one quarter of eligible voters voted for Donald Trump. And if you look right. at the total number of people in this country, there are 323 million people in this country, only approximately 63 million people voted for Trump, so less than 20% of the population. And something that, and I think with each and every generation, we become more progressive and more accepting, regardless of a person's gender, gender, uh, ethnicity, creed, sexual orientation, etc. And so, I mean, I, I do think that 10, 20 years from now, we'll, we'll again see progress made because of, of of that very trend. At the same time, though, close to half of the voters in this country just don't seem to care. They don't seem to believe that they can make a difference on election day, that it's the choice of the better of two evils. And it really makes no difference one way or the other, whether they show up to vote or not. And, you know, part of that might be the electoral college. They might live in a very red or blue state and they think to themselves, well, it doesn't matter if I vote for Hillary Clinton in, in Arkansas or I vote for Donald Trump in California, my my voice isn't going to be heard. Mm. So I, I I definitely think that we need to find ways to get people more active, not not just on election day, but throughout the course of the year. And and that's one thing I think, especially scary with Donald Trump and his administration. He he said during the, the campaign, he said at the uh, RNC, he said. It wasn't about coming together like Hillary Clinton's campaign was was about. It was, oh, well, I'll fix it. It was all about him. I'll fix it. And he continually wants to shut out people, whether it be the Washington Post and other media media outlets or or comedians. He's spoken 
out against Saturday Night Live and oh god and satire and who knows who else and mm-hmm. and it's, it's incredibly ironic in a sense and, and, and also frightening that in this country we stand first and foremost on our principles of life liberty liberty and chaos and the pursuit of happiness and yeah and Donald Trump just he seems to only believe in liberty if it applies to him. If it's if it goes, if if it uh, counters anything that he he said previously or makes him look poorly in in any light, then well, let's 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 shut that whole thing down. But and so I I I have no idea what his plans are to limit to condense our liberties in the future, especially when it comes to the media. And even comedy, but uh, it's it's definitely frightening. Hell, I write satire largely at the expense of people like Donald Trump. And I mean, I, at this current time, I don't think he win any lawsuit against one of us for for libel or anything this, of the sort. I mean, that's been tried tried before in, in the courts and then shot down repeatedly. But I wouldn't put it past him to, to try. <clears throat> Mhm. And as far as Russia goes, I I <laughs> I got to quite a few interesting discussions over the weekend via Twitter with both <laughs> Trump too. trolls and and Trump trolls and progressives alike, and it, it was <laughs> it was quite amazing to interact with the Trump trolls <laughs> and how they minimal minimalize the whole situation, saying, "Oh well, there's no proof." And what, well, what about the CIA when it comes to Iraq's weapons of mass destruction? And, and they point out, oh, well, what about Hillary Clinton's donors in, in Russia and all this other stuff? And, mm-hmm. and they just seem to gloss over the fact that a, a foreign leader, a foreign dictator, could very well have had a hand in our election process and be playing our next president as a puppet, so to speak, holding by pulling by the strings and who knows how far far it can go, but New York Times just released a piece that said it was titled or was it? Uh CIA judgment on Russia built on swell of evidence. And they wrote, quote, American spy and law enforcement agencies were united in the belief in the weeks before the presidential election that the Russian government had deployed computer hackers to sow chaos during the campaign. And Ryan's previous, he spoke up a couple days ago saying, well, there was no proof that Russia did have, it did inter- intervene in our election process in any manner. And PolitiFact graded that statement false and wrote, previous said that there's been no conclusive or specific report to say Russia was trying to muddy the election. In fact, in early October, the director of national intelligence, representing 17 intelligence agencies, and the secretary of, Depart- of the Department of Homeland Security, said they were confident that the Russian government had directed the email hacks of the Democratic National Committee and a top Clinton advisor, and that the intent was to interfere with the U.S. election process. That's unambiguous language, and previous denied its existence twice during his NBC interview. The claim flies in the face of plain words from two of the highest-ranking intelligence and security officials. We rate it false. Mm. And we have no we have no idea what kind of financial ties he has with Russia exactly mm-hmm. because he believes his tax returns and exactly he's, uh, nominating cabinet members who have direct ties to Russia and Vladimir Putin and I mean we we know of six that have really tight clo- uh, contact mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure there's more and. You know, I know, I, I know this. We we didn't talk about this in show prep, um, but another thing that's scaring me half to death. I mean, we'll still march. Don't you worry about that. I mean, I posted this weekend where the marches are going to start and they're still going to happen, especially the big one in D.C. If you guys need that information, just send me a message. Ask me on Twitter. I will be glad to retweet it. 
Um, but the fact that, you know, if if people have studied history, and I know people have said, oh, yeah, Trump's acting like Hitler. He really is acting like Hitler, Hitler guys. I mean, I've I've done a lot of reading on people like Hitler and Stalin and it's it's frightening because he is using a lot of the same techniques like discrediting the media um, and people believe it um, you know he's the thing that's really got me though is the fact that they have already put in that nobody you know i it, it, that nobody can get a permit let's just put it that way with the national park services until after march what happened to first amendment rights it's scary it's scary that this has been done in our country can you imagine – I've had this conversation a lot this weekend with people. I mean, can you imagine if the president had tried to stop the Parks Department on um, giving a permit to um, the March on Washington that Dr. King so bravely led and so many other marches that have been life-altering that have changed the way we live and think. And it's happening. What are your thoughts on on that one? I know we didn't talk about it, but I know you know (laughs) about it. Well... (laughs) Jump around it's pretty clean too, and we really haven't <laughs> talked about Russia, have we? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> well, kind of segueing from that, I was I was just going to say, it's it's all speculation and everything, but can can you imagine what the rights reaction would have been if the roles had been reversed here, and if news came to light that Vladimir Putin, Russian dictator, had admittedly tried to intervene in the U.S. election to help Hillary Clinton win the presidency, and, and she ended up winning. Can you imagine mm-hmm. what Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, talking heads on uh, right-wing media like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and company, can you imagine what, what their reactions would be? Oh, it would... Uh, there would be hell to pay. And, and you know, just today, you know, I haven't I haven't read up as much as I should because there's just been so much information out there, and you know, the you know, Mitch McConnell is trying to you know say, well, we're going to lead an investigation into it. <laughs> it's like, um. Actually, sir, you're one of the people being investigated. Um, I, I I don't think that's right for you to uh, you know, run your own investigation. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, good, good luck being nonpartisan there. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, but one, one of the things that you and I talked about were – Due to the Russian interference, they could, and the courts could give legal authority to install Clinton. Now, how is that, you say? Well, Craig, would you like to tell them about it? Do you have it pulled up, or I've got it pulled up? Well, I mean, we, we probably shouldn't get our listeners' hopes up too high based on this possibility. No, no, but, no, no, uh, no. That, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the analogy definitely isn't isn't perfect. However, as was reported earlier today, 
Uh, it was said, however, at least one court decision suggests there may be some federal authority to invalidate the election outcome after the fact and replace a candidate benefited by fraud with his opponents. In 1995, the U.S. Supreme Court let stand the ruling of a federal district, district judge in Pennsylvania that invalidated a 1993 state Senate election due to fraud, ordering the winner be removed from office and subsequent vacancy be filled by his opponent. The state Senate contest pitted Republican Bruce Marks against Democrat William G. Stinson for the spot. Stinson was named for the winner, but the later accused of participating in a scheme with elections officials to commit election fraud. Namely, Stinson was accused of conspiring to cast illegally obtained absentee ballots in his favor. Mm-hmm. In February 1994, after Stinson had already taken office, a federal judge ordered he be removed from the state Senate office and that his opponent, Bruce Marks, be certified the winner within 72 hours. So, I mean, there is precedent. There is history that this kind of thing is has been done, but we should also know right. that this is a state Senate election, not presidential elections, and it was the winner was decided via popular vote, not the Electoral College. So I mean, there, there are some similarities there, but there, there are some differences as well. <clears throat> Definitely, definitely. And and I did not mean to get people excited, but there are ways around it. I mean, you know, a lot of people are saying we should have a re-election, you know, just have a brand new election. Um, thoughts on that? I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, I mean, what do you think? I can't see it happening, but again, everything is kind of upside down this election season, so I wouldn't rule anything out. (laughs) Right, yeah. I mean, because ever since we started this show, I mean, you know, you and I have always said, we're just waiting on, you know, like the joke to happen. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher to pop out. You've been punked. Yeah, you know, for Trump to say, ha ha, just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah. and and it hasn't happened yet. And, you know, I mean, things that, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, you had heard rumblings about, you know, Russian, you know, tampering with, uh, well, really more, longer than that. And it's like, nah, that, no, <laughs> no way. Way, <laughs> as they would say on Wayne's World. Um, yeah, I mean, um, it, it, this is the most unprecedented time in our lives that I've, you know, in, in America that I've I have ever witnessed. Um, you know. I, and even even before you know all of this came out, you know, we had talked about the article that um, you know, and we kind of dug into you know Nate Silver, whose work I respect wholeheartedly, and uh, you know, and it, he went into how Clinton, the, the headline is Clinton almost certainly would have won before the FBI letter. Um, Again, we can turn around and say, what if that letter had been leaked out about Trump? Hell to pay. Yeah. Um, it kind of reads as humorous to me because I mean, currently Hillary Clinton leads by over 2.8 million votes. And so when I read... Clinton almost certainly would have won before the FBI letter, and I see next to it Clinton's ahead by 2.8 million votes. I think, okay, something's not right here. <laughs> yeah. But then in, the, in that same article, though, Nate Silver posted statistics on voters who decided within the final week of the election who they're going to cast or vote for. And in some of the battleground states, Trump definitely benefited in the final week. I mean, whether the deciding factor were the, the Comey letters for all these voters, then, I mean, that's debatable. But it, it it definitely benefited Trump over Clinton in the final week before the election. 
Like Wisconsin, mm-hmm. for example, it's worth 10 electoral votes. In the final week, voters trended toward Trump 59 to 30%. Iowa, in the final week, Trump uh, won voters 54 to 34. Pennsylvania, he won 54 to 37. Florida, he won 55 to 38. Michigan, he won 50 39. North Carolina, he won 49 41. Ohio, he won 46 43. And those states combined are worth 114 electoral votes. So, I mean, if, mm-hmm. if we flip flopped all those to Clinton's side, she would have had 346 electoral votes to Trump's, as opposed to the actual outcome 306 for Trump and 232 for Clinton. And even if Clinton had won three of those, which is quite possible, especially Wisconsin. Pennsylvania, Michigan, and even Florida, she would have definitely won the election. Right. I mean, do you, you know, I I try to stay professional, and, um, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, I mean, you know, and I don't want to sound like a baby here, but, I mean, do you just feel... Like, I feel like we have been ripped off. It's like someone took the sacred, to me it's sacred, um, of of voting and has just turned it on its head. And, Even some Republicans have spoken out saying that yeah. we should definitely investigate the matter because, I mean, every every two, four years, politicians come out and, and activists say, oh, all our voices, all our votes matter. And then certain legislators try passing voter suppression laws in, cer- in certain states across the country. And then we have meddling by Russian leaders into our general election and possibly overturning the results. And so us as voters, as citizens of this country, what what are we to think about the whole process? I mean, we we pride ourselves on being a a quote-unquote free nation, being a democracy of of allowing the people to decide in which direction our, our country goes every two and four years and for something like this to happen it's just it's it's frightening but it's also it's also quite depressing and nerve-wracking it's it just kind of makes you question our 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 democracy, our, our our actual power as voters, and right, and it kind it's of makes like, the question of you know, what 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 it what has America become? I mean, we we like to mm, claim that mm-hmm. we're the land of the free, home of the brave, but to me, and we like some people like to wrap themselves in the, the American flag and have bumper stickers which say, "Oh, support our troops." Yeah, at the same time, oh. the flag the flag is supposed to symbolize freedom our our troops died for freedom and yet we're we're now questioning whether or not our past election was actually legitimate and you know i mean you, you know how i feel about veterans rights and benefits and you know they push this you know america stuff on us but we treat our veterans like crap. I mean, the Republicans have, you know, are are are, are holding those type of bills hostage. Um, getting back to what you were saying about, um, you know, uh, about you know how it makes you feel. I mean. I must feel violated in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it um, that this has happened. It you know, it, it it things that I believe in and you know believe 
um, that you know, happening to you know in, in my country, it's like I, I'm I'm just um, blown away. Absolutely blown away that this could actually happen. It's uh, it's disheartening to say the least. Um, I mean, I I think that's probably putting it pretty simple. And we don't have all the answers, but but at the same time, I mean, there's too many connecting dots to to shove this aside as some kind of wild conspiracy theory. You know, that this is a story that started on the Drudge Report and has been debunked countless times. This has been actually been America's attention by fairly reputable news sources and and confirmed by many other type sources, even fact checkers. And so this, this isn't some wild chain email your crazy uncles forwarded to you about President Obama being born on Neptune via E.T. and and Morpheus or something like that, which has been debunked on Snopes. I mean, this, this is this is actually a story we taken seriously and, and one that cuts into the very fabric of what makes or made this country great. Right, right. Um, you know, it is... You know, we we I mean we hear you guys. Um you know, we you talk to us on Twitter, talk to us on the show. Um, we're we're right there with you. I mean, we're we are just as flabbergasted as, as you are. Um you know and what I hate is when you know, it it takes me back to election night when people wanted People wanted answers. <laughs> Why is this happening? And and I absolutely could not give it to him. I just, you know, I kept saying because I did up until about ten, eleven o'clock. I just, I, I felt it's, it's going to turn. It's going to turn, and it didn't. And it, 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 I mean, it breaks my heart not having answers. You know, I mean, we're trying to get you answers, and we're giving you our opinions, but I mean, this is, this is just, um, unprecedented (laughs) to say it lightly. Um, so it's pretty amazing to stand back and think about it. I mean, as of right now, our next president, our next president, one with the help of a, a foreign dictator, and and losing by it might be three million votes when all, that they're all counted. Mm-hmm. And that's our next president, quite possibly. <laughs> Just it's it's beyond ridiculous as as for as Trump spells it red ridiculous. Yeah. Um Kind of, you know, like I said, we're going to be talking Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, and we had alluded at the beginning of the hour, uh, you know, talking about his, uh, a lot of Trump's, uh, you know, cabinet picks and advisors. And, I mean, the one that is so upsetting to me um, is, you know, um I had his name right here. Um, when um, who's the Exxon guy? Hold on. Okay, I have it here. Um, but his potential pick for Secretary of State, um, Rex Tillerson. Um, I mean, he he is. If there's anybody that was a Putin friendly guy, it's this guy. He's the ex uh CEO from Exxon. Um well I actually he's still currently in that position and he would have to step down, but um 
I mean, these dudes have hung out. It's, um, you know, they're friends, and he spent his whole career in the private sector. Um, you know, once again, when is this swamp draining going to start? Um, it, it just, it just keeps getting worse. But this, this is really, um, you know. <laughs> Romney is looking really good for Secretary of State right now in comparison to this guy. Um, yeah, at the same time, though, I mean, it'd be, it'd be quite something. After listening to Romney's 45-minute speech where he just tore Trump to shreds saying he was not fit to be President of the United States during his campaign, it'd be quite something for him to accept that position. <laughs> Right. He was even recently asked about his picks for cabinet, and kind of in a, a critical manner, asking, "Well, why do they all seem to be billionaires?" And and Trump responded, "Well, I want all my cabinet members to have made a fortune." And it just, <laughs> I, I read a story a while back where this undercover reporter, he he went to this this fancy dinner conference with with billionaires and they had no idea he was a member of the media and he just said it was amazing how how differently they, they saw the world they, they were in their own little bubble and they didn't really understand what normal people when it comes to finance the normal people went through on a day to day basis they, they really they couldn't mm-hmm. empathize with the average person they, they, they couldn't sit down and silly discuss financial problems or or any, anything relating to money, property, or possessions, or what have you. And it, it really amazed me thinking about the, the campaign and Trump's speeches and, and talking points. Right. And I thought it was ridiculous from the, from the very start, but he tried to get people to believe, the average person to believe that he understood where they were coming from. He, he, uh, he knew how to approve their lives because he was there himself at one point in his life. And and he's surrounding himself with with millionaires, with billionaires, and chances are none of these people have any freaking idea what it's like to be a struggling American, middle class right. individual, and they a, never will know. A, a single mother, a single mother working two jobs to try and support her, her kids at home. It, 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 it's it's mind-boggling, and it's it's. It's troubling to me how so many people could have believed this in the first place. I mean, Donald Trump was born into money. Let's let's not mistake right. that fact. <laughs> but he went through, what was I think, fifty billion dollars of his father's money by the time he was thirty-five years old. I mean, this right. this guy had money coming out of his wazoo when he was three, four years old, <clears throat> and a lot of his picks for cabinet. It's the same story, and so these individuals they have they have no idea how. But people like. You, me, and many of our listeners, what we have to go through on a daily basis just to survive. And right. so, how in the world can they know how to improve, help improve our lives, give us better opportunities when they've never been in our shoes previously? Yep. And, you know, I mean, they will never know um, what it means to live paycheck to paycheck. Um, right. And,. They don't have to worry about a, um, you know, a, a horrible, life-threatening disease that could, you know, even if you do have money saved up, um, and especially if they're, I mean, if they're going to start messing with, um, if 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 they're going to start messing with our, you know insurance situation and the health insurance for millions of people scary but, and that's too, I mean, they, they constantly talk about repeal and replacement comes to the Affordable Care Act or they like to refer to Obamacare and because of the Affordable Care Act what's the number right now 23 million people mm-hmm have signed up since its inception, I believe, or somewhere around there. And that that includes me. I was repeatedly 
rejected from the health care plan because of pre-existing conditions. But when the Affordable mm-hmm. Care Act was fully implemented, they couldn't do that anymore. And, right. And so I, they, they never really specify what their plan is in detail. They just kind of always come forth saying, oh, let's, let's can replace Obamacare without any actual concrete plans on how, how they're going to replace it. They got the repeal part down, but replacing, that's another matter entirely. So what are they going to tell people like myself and 23 million other people mm-hmm. about the health care we were only able to receive because of because of the Affordable Care Act? What are they going to tell all of us if if and when they repeal Obamacare? It's, <laughs> even hospitals around the country are saying like, They've even gone as far as saying it would be a disaster, it would be chaotic if they repeal without without a sufficient backup plan, without a safety net. Right. And it's, it's frightening. I mean, I had some anxiety issues late, late last year, early this year. I had a massive panic attack, my first one I've ever experienced. I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to die, seriously. And, I was only able to see a doctor and be placed on medication for it because of the Affordable Care Act. If they take that away from me, I mean, who knows what could happen to me and the millions of other people. Right. It's, uh, it is frightening. Um, so... I mean, I'm not laughing, but I just kind of in that laughing to keep from crying type of stage. Um, it's it it is it is very um, it's very scary to say the least. But. And I, I think you know, this whole and, thing is kind of funny in a way because you know, Donald Trump, he's, again, it's kind of like, it's very surreal. I, I, I really can't believe this happening. I mean, when was the last time you thought to yourself, oh, next president of the United States, he's going to spend half his time, even at 3 o'clock in the morning, going after comedians and members of the media via Twitter. I mean, <laughs> acting as unprofessional and unpresidential as you can possibly imagine. I mean, it was the last time you thought that, that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, as 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 members of the Electoral College have even come out and said, you know, how can we put this man who he can't he he can't handle Alec Baldwin imitating him on SNL, something that has happened for 40-something years that they've been on the air. Um, How is he expected to run this nation? Um, And for him to have the cockiness of saying, you know, when he it was pissed off about SNL saying um, that you know SNL is going you know they're not going to survive and it's like is that a threat? Are you going to shut them down? Um, I mean what <laughs> you know? He, he's um, putting himself up there. I mean previous presidents. I think since Gerald Ford when SNL started really poking fun at, at presidents. They, they they knew it was best not to go after comedians because, I mean, it's like it's like Donald Trump would, I hope would, would, would have learned by now. When you do that, they're going to come after you even harder. And that goes to the media as well. If you, if you tell members of the media or, or comics, oh, you're horrible, you shouldn't be saying such things, uh, I'm going to come after you, I'm going to get you, then they're not going to be, they're not going to be, Frightened off by, by such rhetoric, they're, they're going to come after you doublefold. You say, "Oh well, you you can't do this." All right, well I'm going to do that, and and it's going to be even worse the second time around. Mm-hmm. He didn't make much of a peep after SNL this past weekend. Perhaps he's finally learned, or someone told him it's it's best not to to do that. 
But and yeah, came out from, they really they didn't they didn't shy away at all this past Saturday night. They they came out from double full. Not at all. Yeah. Um. I want to talk about one more thing, and then maybe we'll take a quick break. Um, how does that sound to you? Um, that sound okay? Uh, well, we're scheduled from four to five, five in ten minutes. So. <laughs> okay. Um, I did want to talk about the former ambassador to Russia, um, you know, talking about how, you know, basically what it sounds like a lot of this is just that you know, Putin wanted revenge against Clinton. Um, uh, you know, do you want to talk about that? Sure. It was posted in the Hill. The article's titled Former Ambassador mm-hmm. to Russia, Putin Wanted Revenge Against Clinton. And in it, it, it breathes, quote, Michael McFall, who served as a U.S. ambassador to Russia from 2012 to 2014, said he thinks Russian President Vladimir Putin wanted to help Donald Trump win the presidency to hurt Clinton. Let's remember that Vladimir Putin thinks Clinton interfered in his election, the parliamentary election, in December 2011, and has said as much publicly. And I've heard him talk about it privately, McFall said on NBC's Meet the Press, end quote. I mean, who in the hell do we have in power in this world? Um, You know, and then, of course, I I mean, we're not going to get to everything, apparently, but, um, you know, I I think it's important that we touch on the fact that, um, you know, this past weekend, China flies a nuclear bomber over South China Sea to send a message to Trump. Um. But can you actually get a message to that man? <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, he's so – he has this God complex that I've, I've never seen in anybody before. Um, and so I think this, he tends to get away with things. I mean, right, he, was even, right. he was even caught by access Hollywood saying – yeah, by access, yeah. Yeah, right. by access Hollywood saying, well, because of who he is, he can get away with, quote, grab him by the pussy, end quote. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and yet that might have temporarily hurt the man, yet he's our next president if, if things stand as they are today. And uh, how many women, close to 20 women came forward saying that he had sexually harassed or assaulted them. Oh, he just, he just blew it off. Oh, well, why did it come out at this late stage of of the election process, and it's it's all a conspiracy, and don't believe them. I've never done such a thing. They, the, the man just, yep. he seems to live in opposite world, and unfortunately, he's making this fake reality our actual reality. And pretty right. much every time he says, believe me, or trust me, he's he's spouting a lie. Almost every time he says somebody else is lying, it's probably the truth. And I mean, you look at all of his cabinet selections thus far. There's talk of Rick Perry being the head of of the Department of Education. Not not very long ago, Rick Perry said that he wanted to eliminate the Department of Education. And this mm-hmm. is not this is not a, an aberration here. This is kind of the trend. Trump is nominating people who basically want to destroy a certain department as the head of that very department. It, it just <laughs> It feels like the ultimate con job, the ultimate troll. Yeah, it, it's mind-blowing. Absolutely mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Um, we are getting close to the end of the hour. Uh, we're just having an hour show today. So um, what would you like to say to end this uh, lovely segment that we've had this hour? <laughs> I mean, what can what what can we say to our listeners? Uh, trying to educate and give you all the information that I can. Um, truly, am. Um, it's becoming 
increasingly and increasingly harder to know who you can trust. I would say just don't take what's what happened on November 9th and what's happened since then as, as a, a lost cause. Try, try to look at it as a challenge. And I realize now more than ever we need to come together and actually fight for our rights. We can't just take them for granted anymore. We have to we have to try and march forward regardless of the obstacles and and if Trump is inaugurated in January, try to limit the damage as much as as we can. So when he become more politically politically involved, do some more volunteer work, uh do everything in our power to try and at least mostly maintain the progress we've we've made over these past five, ten years and and hope that not too much is lost. We we don't regress to such a point where it'll be difficult to to be where we are today in the next you know, next ten years or so. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've got to, you know, make those phone calls to people. Um Call, call your representatives, call your senators, call um, old Mitch and Paul's office, call the White House. Call, I mean, um, there's so, you know, you can send emails. Um, there's a way to do that. You can, you know, you may not think, you may not think you're doing much, but but you are. Um, you know. I, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I mean, I think if things are going to happen, it's going to have to happen during this week. Um, Electoral College meets a week from today. Yeah. And yeah, you know, kind of we will if, try if to someone, bring you. Go ahead. It'd be kind of funny if someone uh, used Donald Trump's words against him when it comes to Electoral College. Donald Trump said at one point during his campaign, well, we should temporarily temporarily ban Muslims from entering this country until we we figure out what's going on there. We, we should do the same thing with the electoral college. Well, we should we should place that whole vote on hold until we figure out what's going on here. Right. <laughs> and stay tuned to us. I mean, we'll bring you stuff on Twitter. Um, we're not sure on another show this week just yet, but um, as as things unfold, we'll be bringing it to you. Um, I know that's not a real uh, schedule, <laughs> but we're 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 on standby ourselves, and um, it's kind of a crazy know. time of the year. So with Christmas and New Year's coming up, to right? Be, yeah, <laughs> we'll try to oh, bring you and, shows as often. And as one we of the can, hosts but, decided yeah, it would be a good idea to break her. Shoulder, I mean, break her elbow. I mean, yeah, right, right. That hasn't exactly helped. Um, no. I'm having to spend a lot of time away at, at physical therapy, doctor's appointments, and other appointments. It's just, Lots of fun. Uh, yeah, we're having fun. <laughs> Are you feeling any better? Uh, not really. I no, kind of did something oh, stupid okay. today, but. Um, mm. So, I. Uh, you try to shovel it, No, hell no. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm getting there. That's half pain pills will travel. I, yeah. Half half pain yeah. pills will do a talk show. Um, yeah, yeah. How high are you right now, Tracy? Be honest. <laughs> pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah. Right. Um. But I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm saying. I mean, because I wrote everything out before I took the pain pills. But um, <laughs> you have a teleprompter in front of you. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I mean, I literally have written everything out. Um, well, typed it. But 
see listeners, even when she's high, she comes prepared. Tracy Ford. Right, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everybody, keep your head. You know, keep your head up. We've got us together on this, and um, yeah. you know, we'll bring you information as we can, and um, you know. I love, I love when people send me information too. I mean, you know, send me stuff that you find. I love it. I love it. Um, Speaking of which, before we go, uh, let me thank you for the uh, Christmas gift I received in the mail. What was that on Saturday? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And my co host and my partner on, on the air, she sent me a, a Christmas gift on Saturday. So thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. I love giving presents. But, well, guys, take it easy. Um, you know, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is Jerry Springer signing off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like, reporting all this stuff. Be good to yourselves and each other. Um, did he say that? Oh God! Yeah, at the end of every show, Jerry's final thoughts. <laughs> oh, jeez, great. Um, be nice that. to yourselves and be nice to one another. I'll choose to work. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, have, have a good Monday, guys. Have a good week, and uh, Craig, I'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Get to feeling better. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. All right.